Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Maples and Wine. I am Michael, and uh, yeah, Suzanne is not here. She is out practicing singing. Uh, she is a wonderful singer. She sings with the choir, and uh, they're out doing practice for a couple of different songs they're doing in the upcoming weeks. And it's uh, great, because she's got a beautiful voice, and I love to hear her sing. But I finished gushing. I miss her. All right, so uh, now we are talking about Na Pod Pomo. Uh, we are on episode 8 of day 10, so we're a couple behind, but we are catching up. We are definitely going to have more posted uh, this week, or I'm sorry, this mo- uh, today I am running solo, and uh, because of that, I am tasting a beer instead of a, uh, a wine, and what I am tasting is the Adjective Heavy Founders French Toast Bastard Vanilla Cinnamon Maple Bourbon Barrel Aged Scotch Ale. So this is barrel age, the barrel age series. Uh, it's a Scotch ale, so it's going to be heavy both in like mouthfeel and flavor. It's definitely got brace, you know, real bracing flavor. Scotch ales usually are a little bit of a slap in the face type flavor wise. And it's uh, 11.1%. So it's kind of heavy. I've already got a glass poured here. So you can hear me ready. The sexy sip. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely, um, best way to put it, thicker and almost got this caramely uh, end to it. But it literally does taste like vanilla cinnamon French toast. And it's fantastic. It really is. And uh, depending on how many takes I have to do tonight, I may slur my words more and more and more. So if I become completely incoherent by the end of the show, you know I've had more than four. So this is actually being poured in my Anape brewery glass, which is from Algoma, Wisconsin, and Anape is actually connected to the Von Stiel winery that's up there. So if you are not familiar with them, they have a little bit of historical background to them. They are the first licensed winery in the United States, which is very cool. Their uh, original, like, winery was actually built into the basement of a giant castle looking house so back when i would go there when i was a wee lad of fourth grade uh, i would learn how wine was made and they had you know they took you down to like these catacombs and all the adults had to duck under the arches and the doorways to see the big casks that they had with the wine that was aging and i learned about the making the juice and mashing and how the difference between white and rosé and red and what made the changes and all that and adding the yeast and all that fun stuff and um learned about abvs back then too and uh, then i come back home and uh you know they do the what did you do on your summer vacation thing and little michael writes entirely about how to make wine which it was fourth fifth grade so i'm not entirely sure that i got a parent-teacher conference going on from that. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure I got the side-eye from some of my teachers, because they were like, man, this is real accurate. Where do they take this kid during summers? Uh, so this is, I'm, I'm, I definitely enjoy this one. This is not a, if you like IPAs, you're not going to like this. This is this is a beer that absorbs light type of thing. It's one of those you can't really see through. Um, nice and tasty, got a little bit of caramely feel to it. Definitely, it's got a 
when they say French toast bastard, it literally tastes like you're drinking French toast. So you can taste the cinnamon, you can taste vanilla, and then because of the style of the Scotch ale, you got that sweetness at the end. So you've got that maple-ish flavor at the very end of it. And it's very good. I will buy this again. Uh, the game that we are talking about today, I call it a suitcase game. It is called Before I Kill You, Mr. Spy. Now, this is created by Cheap Ass Games and originally showed up on store shelves back in like 96, 97. Uh, and the cool thing about Cheap Ass Games, which was created and started by a gentleman by the name of James Ernst, who felt that if you're at a game store and you're looking to buy a game, you have pieces. Everybody has dice. Everybody's got, I've got several dice bags tucked around the house because you never know when you may have a home invader and you have to roll initiative. I think that's how that works. If I'm wrong, let me know. Uh, so yeah, so Cheap Ass Games, what they would do is they would print out the rules and print out the boards on thick card stock. And you just assemble the board on the table, go to other, other uh, games and steal pieces from it. So you get checkers or tokens or pennies or whatever you had laying around, grab a couple dice if you needed them, and then you would play the game. And the cool thing was you can pick up a really good board game, like, for example, the, uh, I just lost the name of it, it is called Kill Dr. Lucky. It is one of the our family's favorite board games, and uh, it's, uh, was like $2.99 maybe, 3 bucks, 4 bucks. you can pick up a good game. And it ranged from before I, well, back then it was called Before I Kill You, Mr. Bond, and for some reason they changed the name. I think it's because if you say Bond, nobody really thinks spy if you say Bond. But if you say Mr. Spy, then you know it's definitely a spy-based game. At least that's what I think it is. But uh, Kill Dr. Lucky, Before I Kill You, Mr. Bond, slash Mr. Spy, and uh, also the infamous Devil Bunny Needs a Ham. And you pick up a, these games for a dollar. Use your pieces. Have some fun with it. Uh, and they some of these games actually advance further on. So definitely, like, Before I Kill You, Mr. Spy is now a little packet of cards actually actually smaller than a deck of cards and um it's a fun little game it's a trick kind of a trick-taking game you can play anywhere between two to six players on it and uh it's got rules you know you will have let's see cards you start with seven if there's two players and you get only three if there's six and on the turns you can do four things you could play a lair card play a spy card steal a lair or steal the spy. Now, what you do is every time you get a spy into your lair, the lairs have different point values. So you can have a lair that's the secret laser shark lair and has a point value of four, which means that you can capture spies up to a point value of four. Anything above that, they're going to get away. Now, the other cool thing that you can do is that you can actually double the double the points that you get from your spies by taunting them as you do as an evil genius it'll double the point value and you can keep doubling this every time you play a taunt card you also have to read the taunt out loud so let's see i've got one right here what's one of these taunts don't allow me to introduce the voluptuous deadly and unpredictable double agent miss enchilada progress that's kind of weird how about this one I invite you to dine with me aboard my 100-meter brigantine, the Exploding Princess. So you get, and that's even cooler if you say it like a, like a evil genius. Um, but you play these taunt cards, and every time you play them, the points of your spy double. So you go from 3 to 6 to 12. The catch is, is that each of the taunts has a letter on it. 
A, B, C, D, that sort of thing. So if you get to taunt number three and you want to triple that uh, six, 12, wherever you want to triple that score, double it twice. If you play taunt B, you read it out loud and one of your opponents falls out and plays and they have the taunt B also, you have been foiled. Your taunt fails, the spy escapes to the discard pile, and uh, if your first taunt succeeds, you can spill, kill the spy for your double the points, and you can do this as much as you want until somebody foils you. So you're playing the risk. If you're playing two players, you have a little bit of a chance. If you're playing six players, you have even less of a chance, but it's a fun game, maybe especially when you start reading the uh, taunts out loud. Now, you can also steal a lair by playing a uh, spy as a double agent onto a single layer, <clears throat> excuse me, as a single layer from another player. So you can steal face-up layers, in which case you know what's going to happen. So if you play a double agent card, uh, five spy on a four layer, you know that you're going to get it because you have a higher spy than the layer does. But if this spy has a, a face-down card, now these are called death traps. When you play your layers, you can either play them face-up which, you, which then everybody can see the score of your lair, or you can play them face down. Now, the cool thing here about this is that you can play a taunt instead of a lair. And if somebody tries to steal your lair, and it's a taunt, not a lair, they have encountered a death trap. The death trap kills a spy, goes to the discard. Does it go to the discard? Yeah, the, the death trap is discarded, and the spy is killed and collected by the owner of the death trap. So you get those points if someone tries to steal your lair, and it's actually uh, a face-down taunt. You can also steal spies, uh, capture them in your own lair, and this is a really good, uh, really good game. It's simple enough that you could pick it up real quickly after like one game. Everybody's got the rules down, and it's small enough that you can stick it in your pocket, throw it in your suitcase, in your duffel bag, or the school bag, or whatever, and take it wherever you're going just to learn you know and learn how to play real quick with a bunch of other people so you're sitting in the cafeteria at school you want to play a game yeah let's sit down we'll learn how to play this versus playing poker or euchre or whatever you normally play at lunch at school at least that's what i did when i was in school and uh no it's it's cheap it's not a real expensive game these games are like i said cheap ass games are less expensive than you'd expect them to be and uh they were a lot of fun uh james ernst is a good game designer. He does a, some great stuff. He makes some great games. Like I said, he's also responsible for Kill Dr. Lucky, one of our family's favorite games, and uh, definitely check it out if you can find it. Now, uh, so if you would like to get in touch with us, we have a contact page link in the show notes that will bring you to our voicemail. We have what is called a SpeakPipe account. And what that does is you ba literally just touch a button on your phone, record a voicemail, and it goes to us. Super easy, real fun for you guys to uh, please give us a little uh, response on this. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you like the show, if you don't like the show, if you just want to call us and yell at us or tell us that we got some rules wrong or that we're stupid because we like, you know, this game is dumb or whatever. We'll take the abuse. Either way, uh, you can also find us every day on a, your favorite podcast app. So also in the show notes, there is a subscribe link that will take you to our page and show you all the different lo locations where you can subscribe to our show because we are on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts. I believe we're on Amazon now. Yeah, we hit the big time as much as you can as a podcast. And I mean, at least 
seven episodes in. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to us. Share us out to your friends. If you have a friend who's looking for a cool card game and they're looking to play, send them the, send them the show. And uh, in the meantime, thanks a lot for listening. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Suzanne. I'm so lonely. Thank you.